Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampton, and my guest today is a fitness trainer and a prison wife coach, Ms. Tamika Means. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. How's everything going? Uh, pretty good. Just running around this morning, um, about eight or nine weeks away from my due date. Me and my husband are expecting a, uh, our third child, so... <laughs> Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So, you ain't waste no time, huh? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we have a history of that. So <laughs> you're right. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, my husband just came home from prison. Uh, let's see, in August. Yeah, August of 2020. So fresh fresh out the gate and um yeah on to a new chapter now he <laughs> says you you only got eight weeks left about eight or nine weeks until my due date so i'm due in may end of may so getting close getting have close. you discussed the sex or not yet uh we have it's a boy it's a boy no surprise oh We'll okay. be a house of men. Our uh, youngest, or excuse me, our oldest children are uh, boys as well. So. <laughs> now, how old are your boys? Uh, they are nine and six. Oh, okay, okay. Did you was did you want a did you want a boy? Or it didn't matter. Um, that was fine either way. Honestly, it was. It's, scarier to think about having a girl because I feel like I have more responsibility <laughs> like <laughs> you know, what, I, what I do is you know going to be have greater importance because I guess because I'm a woman and you know the girl is like oh no I don't know and the thought of doing hair I'm like oh goodness gracious it just seems like a daunting experience to have to do hair <laughs> yeah I, well I mean I'm, my wife does that so I, I, I can't I can't speak to that so, no. so how, how's the adjustment been going with him? But first of all, how long was he, how long was he in prison? Um, he was in prison about six and a half years. Wow. Six and a half years. Yes. Wow. So your, so your second son really didn't get to meet him too much. No. Uh, so what happened was I was five months pregnant when my husband got locked up. So he knows no difference. So, he, you know, me and my husband did co-parent while he was locked up. So they had a relationship, but obviously not the typical relationship you'd have if the father was in the home. And so he doesn't know anything different. It wasn't until, you know, the end of the bid that maybe when it was about a year, I can't remember, if two years or maybe a year left. The kids started asking questions and making comments like, oh, this looks like a jail. <laughs> but, you know, um, for the duration of while he was gone, they didn't really verbalize or make notice to me that they understood where he was. They would ask, you know, can we go to daddy's place or, um, you know, and like this is his home and this is where he works at. I didn't tell them that, 
but for I guess I don't know if they assumed that or if their grandparents told them that or a family member. I don't know, but I just kept rolling with it and just prayed that, you know, I could make it through the entire bid and they not find out, but uh, eventually they did. How often, how often did you go see him? Oh, it varied. Um, it could have been, uh, there were time frames where I went maybe once a week and there were, t- there were times where I went maybe two times a month and there could have been bouts where I wasn't up there for about two, three months. It very, very, it varied depending upon what was going on with the jail, if they were in lockdown, whether or not the kids had events or if I was even going to make it on time to, to drive there because I'm working. Um, it just, it, it depends. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it's not a consistent thing. It depends on what's happening in the world and in our lives. So it varied from time to time. Was it, was he, was he, was he in the same state or you had to actually travel out of state to see him? Oh, thankfully he was in the same state. The farthest I've ever had to travel was maybe, I think an hour and a half. So there's a lot of women who are dealing uh, with uh, federal prisons who have to travel out of state might have to hop on a plane or go for a six hour drive. So I'm definitely, definitely blessed that I didn't have to make a long, it might, my travels could have been a lot worse compared to other people. So I'm happy about that. So when, how was, so how, how were you able to make that work by yourself? Because I I mean, I think that's, you know, he's, you started off, you know, you had, you have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. So your oldest your oldest child he was there and then you were pregnant so not only do you have to deal with your husband going away you have to you have to also deal with a new child so what was that like so back then we're talking um uh i'm getting 2014 or 15 lord mercy i can't remember it's 14 or 15 now i remember the exact date october 10th but for some reason i think it's 2014 so yeah, um, back then, like I said, I was five months pregnant and my oldest was two at the time. So how did I deal? Uh, yeah, the first year was filled with grief and just sadness and I was lost, confused. Um, I couldn't really function. I put on a mask, had my fake smile on and I took the work and uh, pretty much avoided everybody because uh, I was so distraught. It was kind of like going through trauma. Um, it felt like my husband died. So and I say I say grief, and I'm serious about that because um, that's exactly what I was going through. Until, but I didn't realize that until later, until I started doing research. And you know, it took me a while, but it, I got to a point where I was like, I realized that I was uh, negatively affecting my oldest son, and that is when my life started changing. And or I said I made a decision to change my life because I was just waking up feeling like. I had nothing to look forward to. And that's how I woke up every morning. I only got up because I had to take care of my kids. Um, when, when I realized that I was negatively impacting my children, I started setting goals for myself and I changed my environment. I changed my radio station. I changed the people I was around and made sure I only kept positive people, places, things. And I would start my mornings off with my YouTube um, 
mentors, you know, like Tony Robbins and all uh, Les Brown, <laughs> you know, those were my closest friends. And I just listened to them. And whenever I had downtime, that's what I would do. I would fill my space and my spirit with, you know, scripture and anything positive, you know, was, was there. And eventually I started focusing on just, I hired a per, another personal trainer to help me. I hired a business coach and I slowly started working on my fitness, my mindset, my spirituality, you know, as a whole, I started working on different parts of me. And, you know, I got to the point where I was competing in fitness competitions and winning. Um, I was traveling internationally and, you know, I became the top seller at my uh, at my gym, sold like a whole bunch of personal training during the last quarter. And I just started smashing my goals. Like every goal I set, I was hitting. And not only did I hit my goal, like I was smashing out the park. And, you know, I've been able to get my children into private schools. And, you know, there's so much I could talk about and so many blessings that I've that have come from this horrible experience <laughs> it was the worst thing and the best thing that ever happened to me but yeah i just changed mm. my mind why would you why would you say I, I, i'm sure i'm sure i can uh figure out the worst but how did it become one of the best things because you can't touch me james like you can't tell me that i am not gonna do something i'm gonna look at you like you're crazy because what i've learned in the last seven years is that I don't need to know how to do something. All I need to know is that I'm trying to win. Like, and I'm going to figure it out. If I believe I can do it, the universe will move in the direction I want it to. And I mean, that's what's going to happen. And you can't tell me anything different because I've seen it happen. This has been my experience. Like, this happened at my lowest point in life. So... I'm no different than anyone else. And I totally believe that anyone else could do what I have done in the last years while my husband's been gone. I've always been very goal oriented and very competitive, but I, I've earned so much and accomplished so much in such a short period of time that it just showed me that with my change in mindset and the change in, you know, having a faith over fear attitude and knowing that all I got to do is believe I can do it and I'm going to do it. Like you just got, you better get out my way. Like, <laughs> and that's how, that's how I feel. Like all I got to do is get my mind around the goal and get myself to the, I got to get my, it's a process, but you get, I have to get myself up to the point where I'm like, all right, it's already mine. It's already mine. I already won because I know it's mine. So when you get to that point in life, it, 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 things get easier. You stop worrying. You stop having anxiety about stuff. You know, my, my husband will come home. He'll worry about this and that. I'm like, that's pennies. That's nothing. I have been there, done that. And I already know that everything I need is already taken care of. And that's how I approach things. Before, long, I, didn't, I didn't do that. How long did it take you? How long did it take you to get to that mindset of adjusting? Mm, it's a process, James. It's a process. You don't just get there. It's a, it's a, uh, 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 it's a habit. You're creating mental habits. Um, one I like to tell like a lot of women will get worried if their man doesn't call home after a certain time frame that's out of the ordinary for their man and they automatically start thinking the worst he got hurt something happened so for example I would start 
changing my pattern, my thinking pattern. So I made a plan. Instead of thinking the worst, I'm going to say, oh, maybe they were on lockdown or he couldn't get to the phone. And that's what I would repeat to myself. So over time, what would happen is you create a new um, uh, neural loop in your brain. And instead of, so like when you create habits, you know, these are creating neural connections in your brain. And the more you do these habits, whether they're negative or positive, they get stronger and stronger and stronger and harder to break. So I would create new habits and those habits stuck over time and life came easier. So, um, but it's a process and you have to be consistent at it. So no matter what the what the goal is or what you're trying to achieve, it takes time. And the more you do it, the longer you do it, the easier it gets. So you've, every, used, this, you've, you've used this experience to become a um, prison wife coach. So why don't you talk about that more? Oh, yes, man, because this has literally taken me to the depths of hell. <laughs> and when I was so depressed... <laughs> Oh, you got to bleep that out. <laughs> but um, no, 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 you good. You good. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was such in a low place. And for being for and for somebody who's such a positive person, it took me down so low. This was such an experience for me. And when I started changing my life and saw that I had the power to change the course of my life and not be angry at my husband or be ashamed or be embarrassed about what I was going through um, and when I was out of hiding, I realized that, you know, Tamika, you can help, so, you can help other women who are going through the same thing. Um, so it's, I started my, uh, my Instagram page, Fit Prison Wife. God, it's been probably about four years, maybe. I'm not even sure, but, you know, initially I, I didn't intend to do that, but I would just start, I just wanted to post things to encourage other women who were in a same situation. And it just kind of evolved. You know, I, I hired another business coach and I said, you know what, I'm going to create a program to help prison wives. And, you know, so, the, you know, my program is an online program that I run. I mean, honestly, you don't have to be a prison wife to be in it. You could be someone who's dealing with a different type of trauma. Um, so, it could be anything, but what I've learned, the, 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 the life lessons that I have learned along the way is what I'm teaching other women to pull them out of that dark space that they're in. So now I have a 12 week course that I run online and I'm actually in the process of, of creating another course. So, you know, it has, it, my experience has really just taken me down a path of uh, becoming a coach and kind of paving a new profession, I guess, because you know, this type of thing really doesn't exist. There's no coaches. There's a coach for divorce. There's a coach for people who have, you know, experienced domestic violence. And, and you know, you can find a coach for almost everything out there, but there's no coach. If you are in this situation, there's no coaches that exist. So I'm like, why do you, not? Do you, do you, um, do you see, do How's it been with people seeking you out? Has that been a e? Is it? Do you think people find it easy to seek those services? Do you find it uh, okay? What do you mean? Let me let me let me okay. Let me let me clear the question up because I'm sorry it was kind of confusing. Do you think women? I, I'm assuming it's all women, correct? Um. Well, majority of men. I, I stumble upon a lot more women than I do men. But there are men out there, but okay. predominantly women. 
Okay. My my question was, do you think they find it difficult to seek help from from you or anybody else? Okay, I'll answer first in general. Do they find it difficult to find to seek help? Um, from my own personal experience, I would say I was felt very alone. And I had no idea there was a whole world of other women out there on social media who were dealing with the exact same thing that I was going through, especially being as though I did not come from a family that you know has a history of criminal um, or, um, um, you know, that I've had to deal with this at any point in my life. So if you don't know it's out there, then yes. But once you start, mm. if you start seeking for help, Hopefully, eventually you'll find it. But my goal as a coach is to start venturing out into different circles because there are women out there who are not part of the prison wife community who are hiding and they don't know where to go to look and they don't want to be part of the community probably because they don't want people to find out. So from some aspects, yes. Um, but there, but so you think about it, James, a prison wife coach doesn't really exist. This is like, this is this is all new. When, when I first changed my status and said prison wife coach, I, had, I literally had a lawyer come on my page and started cracking on me. Like she was a lawyer and she said, I would never have, uh, you know, I would never uh, take services from you because your husband is a pedophile. I'm like, stop, hold up. You clearly don't know me. You clearly don't know my husband. So I had, you know, I had backlash and, and, and you know, so just like whenever you start anything new, you're, it's going to be an uphill battle. So the first step is people understanding what you do. So it's not like I have an entourage of people coming to me and asking for help because first of all, they're like, well, what the heck does she do? So it's like, you got to pave the pathway to teach people what you even do first for people to understand that they need you. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So let's, let's, let's fast forward a little bit because now your husband is home How's that adjustment been going? Oh, man. So it's been tough. It has been tough. And here's the other thing, James. There is a lack of education and knowledge about what to expect when they come home. And, mm. you know, the first week or so is, is like, yeah, it's exciting. And, and you know, uh, you know, it's all just smiles and excitement because you've been waiting for this day forever forever and it's finally here so the excitement and then eventually reality starts setting in and you start noticing things you know this is a person who has dealt with trauma who has been in a hole been isolated has been in near-death experiences has been stabbed has maybe stabbed somebody else had to fight for his life and we don't think about that stuff this man has been in a war Right. Imagine if you had yeah. a man coming home to your house who just came home from Iraq. When my brother came home from 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 service, he was weird. Like he he was a little off. So think about that. Mm. Right. And he didn't, wasn't in like face to face combat. Like he wasn't dealing with the same kind of stress that a man coming home from prison is dealing with. He's fighting for his life every day. He got to strategize every single day about how to survive, how to live, make sure he doesn't get caught up. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. got to think about that. Think about what that means. 
how's that gonna how's wow. that gonna reflect in the household when he comes home? What, so just so I'm saying all this because people we don't think about that. I didn't think about it. The closest I came to even having a, my eyes did not start to open until I read Sheila Bruno, Sheila Bruno's book, Wife After Prison. That was the first time I even considered to even start thinking about what to expect. Never even thought about it. So we got a whole slew of women out here who aren't even thinking about this stuff. There's nobody talking about it. So I, since my husband's been home and I've had to see firsthand, you know, see what he's dealing with. He often says, you know, he's got demons. That's what he calls them, demons. You know, he struggles with this, you know? Wow. And, and it manifests in the relationship. Like, we're, we're in the same house right now, but we're kind of separated right now, which is crazy, right? So that, 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 yeah. that fairy tale that women dream of, and, and they totally exclude all the stuff that they got to, you got you gotta, a man coming home who needs to be rehabilitated. He's in a process of wow. finding the psychiatrist right now, right? So, and, and I, I cannot be in a relationship with him if he chooses not to do that. We can't move forward unless he's going to do that, right? So I, and he I didn't had, make the choice to do that. Oh, of course, he knows he needed. You know, he has a history of trauma from childhood as well that has not been resolved. So we we got compounding issues on compounding issues right now. But for mm. me, my boundary right now is you need to do this, or we can't move forward. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to sacrifice my happiness, my self worth, or whatever you want to call it. You know, I love him and I, and I want it to work, but at what cost? So, but he's willing to work on it, willing to work on us. So that's where we're at right now. But yeah, it, it, it's, it. it's not hard. I mean, it's not, excuse me, it, it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. Did you have to sacrifice a lot of your, um, your business and, and things you were doing? Because now you had to change the way you do things because it was, you was a single parent and now he's back in the home. So did you have to adjust like your, your business act, your, you know, the, the way you move for business and your schedule, did you have to make those adjustments? Um, I wouldn't I would say no to that. I would say it's more of an adjustment in mindset because, okay. and, and time, because I only had to make time for my children now I have to make time for my husband. And when he comes home, you want to spend all this time with him. So you're, you're pulling time away from other areas, which could be your business. It could be your children. Whatever you're spending time on is now split because you have, you've been waiting for this moment forever, right? So <laughs> naturally, you're going to want to spend time with him. And what happened to me was, I honestly started having a, I lost my mo motivation. For, so for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you may have noticed that I like disappeared for like three months, three, four months. I literally like yeah. just like fell off. And it was because I was going through something. Um, it, that was the start of our downhill path. And I wasn't depressed. I was, um, I, I lost my light. I lost my bright light. Or I don't know how to describe it. I lost... I lost something, you know, I, I know a man's not supposed to be the center of your happiness, but dealing with him, uh, when he started going down, it really messed with me and I lost my spark. 
I had no motivation to do any business. No, I, I really lost my motivation and spark to do anything. Um, and I really had to make an extra effort to take care of me. You know, I started taking supplements and really started laying out in the sun and, and take notice to how I was feeling mentally. And so I started doing little things here and there to really take better care of myself because I was falling into a hole. So it was definitely a challenge. Um, yeah. What what made you share that? Because I because I saw one of your video videos and you were really transparent about what was going on. Did you did you have any hesitations about sharing that? About what's going on with me, and my husband? Yeah. Um I wouldn't call it hesitation. I would be, I would say more respect of um not putting, I mean, I speak in it in general terms, but I don't exactly say exactly what's going on because I feel like women mm -hmm. need to know, but for the respect of my marriage, because I don't want the whole world in my business, because I don't believe, you know, I come from more of a, like, you know, if you, you got to resolve what's going on in your house first, but I, I do want to share it. And I'm actually writing a book right now and I do talk about it in more detail. Um, but because we are working through things, I, I choose to share some things and not all things out of respect for my own marriage. But was I hesitant? No, I just delayed talking about it. And I only talk about certain aspects because this is my life and I want to respect, you know, not involving the whole world because it, that makes it messy. You know what I mean? But I yeah, want people to know. Because, I guess because like me personally, I, I like... I just was surprised that you just acknowledged anything, like because you it wasn't like you said, "Oh, this is happening." Oh yeah, yeah. Because because I just, um, you know, when you marry and 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 you have issues, it's just you don't want anybody to know, even if they don't even know what the issue is. You just don't even want them to know you're having issues. At least I personally don't, and I know a couple people who think like I do, but you know, I I, I was. You know, part of me too was appalled. appalled not, I'm not talking about my husband. Appalled at because I may be going through this, but the bigger problem is not me and my husband. The bigger problem is a lack of knowledge. What's happening between okay. me and my husband is happening in other households. It's not because my husband's a bad person. It's because my husband has suffered trauma and in and, and, and and the, the prison life. Like, this is not a, a singular event. This is a, this happens in many households, James. So me speaking on it is um, is necessary in my perspective. May, everyone's not going to talk about it. Obviously, that you'd hear more of it because no one's talking about it. That's the problem. But I'm appalled that I was so uneducated and unknowing and didn't have the didn't even have the whereabouts to research the information to know that I needed to know something and be prepared for him to come home. So, so to me, there's a gap. There's a gap in in in, in uh, what's needed. There's a gap in resources that are missing. And I guess maybe I just felt responsible for. I don't know. Maybe just starting a conversation. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. 
Yeah, that it is not too often I'm at a loss for words. It was because, like I said, when I saw it, I was like, hmm. Like, because I re because you took a break, you, you took a break for like, I said like three months, you took a break. And, you know, like I'm used to saying like the high energy from you. And so, yeah, when you, when you made the video, you, it, it threw me off and, and, and I'll be transparent. I, I even reached out. I was like, Hey, you know, you show we want, you know, do you want to do the podcast? Do you want to talk about it? Like, cause I, I didn't know what questions will be appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Look at this, James. I'm going to be real with you because most people don't like fakeness. And I'm, I'm you know, if, if I do appreciate when people tell me about me being transparent and me, like, if you were Facebook friends with me, you will see videos on my timeline where I was literally crying, bawling my eyes out on Facebook. And you know what that does for people? It makes them see you as a real person. Yes, I have all these accomplishments that I've done while my husband was gone, but yes, I still go through it. I'm no different than nobody else. I still have the same problems you have. I just chose to keep pushing and chose to keep a positive attitude. So I don't want you to think, ever think that I don't understand where you're at because I definitely understand. So if I choose only to show all the, hey, everything's great, this is an awesome week, why would someone come to me? You know, like, who do you want to talk to? Yeah. You want to talk to the person that, that's going through it, but they still doing their thing? Or you want to talk to the person that looks like they got a perfect life? Okay, so I see what I, you're saying. I don't have a problem with, with showing both sides because the issue is I'm helping the women get through that hard side and showing them that you still can make it because that's what I'm doing. I'm the living example of you can still make it and still have these problems. It's not impossible. I'm not, I'm not superwoman. I'm not. I'm a normal girl going through what thousands of other women are going through. So why not talk about it? That's how I see it. What is your what does your husband ever say anything about what you share? <laughs> no. But okay. I tell him. <laughs> I've only actually oh, okay. asked him maybe once or twice if it got real more personal, but he knows. He knows I talk about it and he knows the whole community of women out there. And uh, so he knows that it's going to be on blast. He don't ever have an issue with them um, because he knows this. He came into this. This is what I do. So, okay. no, he's not really self-conscious about it or anything. I think we both have a, 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 an awareness that this is not a me and him thing. This is a, a, um, a bigger picture bigger scale problem so no yeah. he doesn't have, he doesn't have an issue with it okay okay man i, <laughs> I you know it's it's i'm i'm glad that he, I, like we were supposed to do this like months ago and it was just it was funny because it was like when when we when it got canceled and you was telling me you was like what's the chance he can come home and i was like wow well, i hope you know when we do do the podcast he's home and he is and and i'm happy you know that you know that that he's home you know i just hope everything works out and you know you, you two able to resolve the the trauma issues and things that he's going through because i i, I mean i can't relate but I, i'm sure it's tough i don't think anyone can relate 
unless you're going through what I am going through, honestly. But even then, everyone's individual situation is different. So you got the, the mm-hmm. broad picture of, you know, things that you might deal with, but then you have each, each, each relationship as an individual. It's this individual, you know, entity. So, but just like I tell my, I tell my husband, you know, you can tell me what you're going through, but do I really understand what you're going through? I will, I never will. I don't know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to respect you and say that I respect how you feel, but I don't understand but I'm going to respect it and, and respect the fact that I don't truly know what you've been through. Just like you don't know what I've been through while you've been gone. So you really don't know what you've been there, really, kind of, on a certain level. Did you have to have a conversation with him about that? Like what you went through when he was gone, while he was gone? It comes, I mean, we have multiple conversations. You can never fully explain what you went through because he would have to be there like, day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment, and really feel what I'm feeling inside and, and understand what that feels like inside my brain and what it does to my body. And so he gets glimpses of it and it comes out in different conversations over the years, but he'll never fully understand, you know, as much as I talk about it, but we do talk about it. It's, it's, he might know more about what I went through than, than I would know about what he went through because it is so hard to hear stories about someone if, if, it's, if it's hurting that person. Mm-hmm. Like Even hearing stories about his childhood, I can't handle. I can't handle it because it's, it's too much. I can only handle but so much. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's tough. From my perspective, doing it when listening to him, but yeah. Have you have you two sat down together and talked about you know what are your goals moving forward together? Of course we have. Okay. Of course we have, man. Not in this house, you know. Why you got to have a goal? First of all, he knows from the very beginning when we got <laughs> together, you got to have some kind of goal up in your life. So we we ain't rolling like this in this house. <laughs> So you know that's that's been that's been a conversation. I mean, even before this incarceration, you know, these are the, the kind of person I am. Definitely, you know, I'm gonna need to have something, you know. But yeah, even before he came <laughs> home, of course, yeah, yeah. But it's it's hard because it's so such an unpredictable road. You know, you're gonna struggle to find a job, struggle to do this. So what you're doing is you're making intentions. But yeah, we talk about goals all the time. We're going to have another conversation. What's your intention for this? What's your goal for that? How are you going to do this? If you don't talk about it, it's not going to happen. It's like if you've got a financial goal, you ain't going to get there unless you make a plan and make a budget for it, right? you got to make a plan to make it happen. Like, I'm going back to school in January. I need $5,000. Yeah, and so I made a plan. All right, in order to have $5,000 by January, I need to bring in how many clients, I need to work how many hours, and how much money do I need to put, put into my a bank account that's for my, for my tuition. Boom, I made a plan, and now it's in progress. And I, don't, and I don't, you know, that's it. So I know how I'm already going to get to my next plan for everything that I do, because I make a plan for it. Okay. What can we expect to see from you in the near future? Oh, oh, exciting. I'm working on a book. 
writing my first book. I've been thinking about this for four years now. Um, I am wow. writing a book. This book is going to be, and I was torn because, gosh, I was like, should I make this a general book about life or make it strictly for prison families? So I made a decision. The book is going to focus on helping um, uh, prison families. And the book is going to be talking about specifically excerpts about I'm recording like every other day about my experience of him coming home. So you'll get more details about that. But the main premise behind the book is really understanding why you should never give up on your goals while you're dealing with a uh, spouse in prison and the importance of continuing to continuing to work on yourself. So I'm showing them through my own experience because I'm talking about my experience in the book, but I'm also teaching them how to get in a certain mindset so that you can thrive while your loved one is in prison. Because I have become the living example of why you should never give up on yourself. Because many of these women, they live in depression. They just don't focus on their goals and they fall into that hole. So I'm, teach I'm telling them why they need to keep working on themselves. Just in case it don't work out, you didn't waste your time, right? And I'm teaching them how to do it. Because it doesn't matter what the man does. If you did what you were supposed to do while he was locked up for that time, you shouldn't resent or regret anything. And that's what I'm trying to shake into these women. Because at the end of the do day... You have, whether uh, we, hmm? Go ahead, I'm sorry. At the end of the day, whether we don't work or not, I don't regret nothing. Because I did me. Hmm. That's all, you know, so... Oh, and then I'm Do working. You have on a release date for the book. Oh, release date, not yet, not yet. But my goal was to become a I USA mean, uh, best-selling author. That's my goal. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, do you have like a target? You have a target date you're looking to release it by, or just you know? Um, it, it won't be this year. It'll probably be next year. Uh, okay. if I had to say, probably maybe spring of next year, because I'm. Get ready to have a baby. So um, I know I'll be, my focus will be pulled away for, you know, a little bit. And yeah. so don't, don't, but trust me, when I choose the date and I, as I get more organized and I start learning more, you will know, James. <laughs> I'm a blast uh, on the airways. <laughs> I, I really do. I appreciate you um, taking the time to do this. Um, you know, with, with the business you got going on and, and the book and everything and, and also expecting the expecting the new son. I know you know your time is precious. So I truly appreciate you taking the time to do this. No problem. Well, it was cool. I think it was actually better, James, because I feel like there's more substance to talk about now that he's home because more experiences just makes it better, you know, more conversation, things to talk about. Yeah. Do you want to make sure you tell the people how they can follow you before we end it? Sure. Um, of course, you can follow me on Fit Prison Wife on Instagram uh, and on TikTok. I'm more active on Instagram. Um, you can also email me empowermentcoach at tamikameans.com and I'm also on Facebook Tamika Means and yeah. I'm working on getting my uh, website up and running too. So um, just to have people have a place for people to go to. So when that's up and running, people will know. <laughs> and James, I got to put out there that I'm working on a specific prison wife course that I'm currently working on. And 
I'm excited about that as well. So expect that to be coming out soon. Okay. Okay. Did you want to do you want to take a few minutes to talk about it or? Um, well, just to give you a synopsis, basically the program is going to be specifically for prison wives. And I'm, I'm doing the research now to make sure that this program is teaching on how to resolve all the struggles, could be financial struggles, how to co-parent with a man in prison, um, how to get over anxiety. So whatever our biggest struggles are dealing with a loved one in prison, this is what this program is going to focus on. Boom. Yeah. So that you're thriving while he's locked up and you're able to support him when he comes home. So I want the program also to help reduce recidivism rates. So I'm going to be working with some other re-entry coaches to really coincide with them to make sure these women know what to do and how to support their man when they come home as well. So it'll be different components. And then eventually, okay. if I can get my program funded by the government, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have a do you have a target date for that or um no, I, I don't, but eventually so right now I have the idea and I'm doing the research. And because I got multiple things that I'm working on. So eventually I'll have a target date, but at the moment I do not. So right now I'm just focused okay. on doing the research. So I kind of work at my pace so I don't overwhelm myself. But don't don't worry, it will happen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, again, I, I really appreciate the time and and um every you know, you know, lending me your time and being on my podcast. And I wish you and your husband nothing but the best. Thank you, James. I appreciate it. Definitely. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. I'm also on Facebook conversations with lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple podcasts. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcasts as well. So subscribe and that way you can have fresh new episodes. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.